took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show, Debbie Edition. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host, Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing? Doing great over here. I'm uh, choking down some milk chocolate and caramel drizzled pretzel crisps. Didn't even know they made those, but those things are uh, excelente, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick me up a bag. See, so you're uh, eating my wife's food. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time, and, well, might be the last time. It might be if she finds out. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. Yeah, she don't listen to none of them. That's true. Just kidding. But, um, I mean, hanging in there, hit a little bit of a wall, but I think we're both shaking it off. Uh, shake it off. Regardless, it's uh, getting a little late, having some fun, getting ready to do this Debbie episode. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for college football. But, wow. uh... Let's get closer and closer. Doing wonderful holiday weekend, nice long weekend off work. Unfortunately, you're going to make us spend it moving your shit. On Sunday. That's right. Unbelievable. That's what people do on a holiday weekend. You're moving and I'm packing. Yeah. (laughs) I was looking forward to a nice, relaxing, wrestling-filled weekend. and Fuck no, Paul. You got to take kids and get haircuts, swimming lessons, pack, move. You're not relaxing the damn bit this weekend. Hell no. Neither of us are. I just hope Monday comes and can actually relax. That's about what I'm hoping for. I've got too many cars to take, like I said in the other episode. uh, Moving to Zanesville from Columbus, Ohio. It's an hour-ish drive. Too many cars, not enough people to drive. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of wasted gas. Oh, Absolutely. At least once you get there, you're there. That's right. For that day, at least. Yeah, to sleep. Yeah, it's, hopefully it's some nice weather for us. I think it's supposed to be nice all all weekend and Monday, so... At least here. I don't know about Zanesville, but here it's supposed to be nice. Maybe yeah. a little cloudy, I think, on Saturday or Sunday. But no rain. Yeah, no complaints. Be a nice weekend grill out. Unfortunately, not allowed if, to do that. If you were allowed. Yeah, unfortunately, my uh, apartment complex has outlawed grilling within the last couple of months. We're not allowed to do it anymore. Yeah, they started off with, what was it, no charcoal grills or something? And yeah, we could have charcoal and we had to be <clears throat> 10 foot away from the building and now it's... No grills. No grills at all. Period. You can't even have them. can't even store them. Uh, <laughs> Little do they know. Right. What, 
the my garage door stays closed. Right. I use I use the front door, and that's it now. See, I mean, I I kind of think that's bullshit that they can uh, like retroactively add rules to the I mean, at least the contract to change the rules mid lease, but whatever. At least you guys are getting out, so you don't fuck it. Don't worry about it. Right. Down. What are you gonna do? Kick me out? Right, don't worry, I'll, I'll be gone soon anyways. Right. In fact, if you kick me out, does that mean I don't got to pay for the two months I'm not here? Right. Then you're going to save me a little money. Okay. Right. I'd rather take, take that money I'd, and go I'd rather stay take, the hotel. Oh, well, I was going to say, I'd probably rather take that eviction, but eh, probably not. Right, not. Wouldn't be a good idea. But here we are, another episode of Debbie Football. This is episode 79, I believe. We're... On the road to 100. Slowly creeping in on that 100 figure. Slowly creeping up on 100. Slowly creeping up on one year doing the podcast. We'll say it now. This will probably be the last episode we do together in person. Yeah, unfortunately it's going to be very busy coming up. Well, no, I take that back. We probably will when we move your stuff. But it'll be about a month. Three and a half weeks, four, three, four, three, four weeks, something like that. So, what room do you think we're going to set up first once we get down there in North Carolina? That's going to be my office. I already know. That's what I was planning for. Put the desk and everything back together, set up, and we're going to record one last time. One last time. We got to figure out what a uh, hosting thing to do. But yeah, that's uh, another monster we'll tackle here before too long. I know we do have some jam-packed weekends. Move in. Your birthday weekend's coming up. My One of my son's birthday weekend's coming up. Then it's my birthday weekend. Father's Day. Then moving weekend for me. Yeah, it's going to be a jam. All the weekends are jam-packed for me, too. Like you said, same reason. My birthday's June 4th, so you know, the weekend of... I think it starts June 3rd. It's a Saturday. I might be working that weekend. I don't, I don't know. It's... All the weekends are going to suck. Yeah, I'm not a fan of packing and moving. I'd rather just be the mule and put the shit on the truck and get it off and not have to pack whatsoever. I'd be one happy man. But Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like you said, mule, do the do the grunt work and just on the truck, off the truck. Packing sucks. I hate packing. I hate moving. It's, it's why we've lived in the house we've lived in for like four years. I, I fucking hate moving. It is no fun. Yeah, I... Didn't really move growing up as a child. I mean, moved around a couple different places, but of course, being a kid, you don't really do shit. But then, got with my wife, and damn it, I've moved one, two, this would be like the third or fourth time. Yeah, you moved from Dublin to your first one over here, and then from that one to here, and now you're going to move from, yeah, this would be number three. Yeah. Three? Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. So, damn it, I'm fed up with it all. Third time in seven years, I'd say? Yeah. Eight years? Roughly, yeah. Damn, I'm fed up with it. Every two, three years? I told you that when you guys moved out of here, I wouldn't help you move unless you're moving into a house. I meant buy a damn house, but fuck uh, it. Stuck that one by you. Right. No technicalities. I couldn't get out of this one. Right. That'll be fun. We'll get a nice Sparky and Spark Band road trip in the good old box truck like the good old days. And yeah, good old, what, six and a half hour, seven hour. I mean, we're going to take a longer next. We're going to oh, stop. Oh, yeah, we're going to fucking take our sweet time going stop, down there. Stop and eat. Probably have to fill up once. Maybe. I don't know. I don't but, know. Who 
Hopefully just once, because it's going to be a interesting trip. We're going to drive down, get everything done, set up, unloaded, and i got to drive your ass back home and drop off the truck and catch a flight back to North Carolina. Because goddamn Enterprise doesn't do the U-Haul and pick up one place and drop off wherever. you got to bring it back to the same location. Yeah, I don't... I so, think U-Haul allows you to do that, but it's an extra charge. I'm gonna me and you later gonna have to figure it out and see what's more cost effective. I'm gonna have to come back here anyways. Fuck it, and just bring it back. When we do might as well because I have to pick up my truck. Yeah, no, so. for us in our move and enterprise, it's about half the price of you all what they were asking. And say, ah, well, you don't offer me a lift gate. The only thing you're offering me is save me a trip back to Columbus and get on an airplane. And it's still cheaper to do it that way. Maybe I look on Enterprise and see. Ah, I probably should have booked that out. I don't know. Regardless. Uh, Enterprise is cheaper. And cheaper mileage. 39 cents a mile. What's, what's you haul? 79? 79. Yeah. It's not bad. I know their box trucks is 150 a day. Enterprise is? Yeah. So not terrible. Plus you get the lift gate. That's what I was born. Yeah, that lift gate's going to be a lifesaver for us. Yeah. But we'll get all the bullshit nonsense moving talk and... Meat potatoes. Get the one we're actually here for to provide you guys some Debbie football content that we love bringing to you each and every week. Some um, some bullshit. I wouldn't say that on there, but it is what it is. Opinions that are backed by more opinions and a little bit of fact. There you go. A little bit of data thrown in there every now and then. Right. Some, leave some crumbs. Keep keep coming back for more. Well, last week we did some of our Debbie sells, so naturally this week we're going to do some Debbie buys. Who we're looking to either get our teams via trade or who we're targeting drafts coming up if we have any. And I'll give you the honors kicking it off this week. I see you got some. Got one very interesting one that I see on your list. Is it MW? It is. Okay, I'm not going to lead with that one. We'll, we'll come back to that one. God, I don't want anybody to turn it off right away. Yeah, so we'll lead with, uh, I think, a guy that we are both extremely high on, uh, Shader Sanders. I'm still, I am still drooling over the, the spring game. Um, he, to me, like, this is the hill. I have planted my flag. Shader Sanders is the real deal. I think he's fine. He, he got some recognition because of the spring game, but I think it's just going to continue to escalate and rise. He's going to shoot up Debbie boards and, and draft boards and the whole nine. Um, <clears throat> outside of the top three, you know, Caleb, Drake, and Quinn, I think he's by far the favorite to be QB4 and possibly take over QB3 from Quinn. QB4, is that... Where do you see him landing right now? Do you think it's getting up QB four for you? Probably, because I would, I think Quinn has a, I think Quinn has a crazy year this year, personally. Um, but yeah, probably probably QB four. I think he solidifies himself as QB four in this class. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people don't think he's gonna ultimately come out in this class. He'll be a 2025 guy, but it's possible. I don't it think is. it would be a bad thing. No, still normally aged man, not Stetson Bennett's. Right. 
So if he does come back for a fourth year, nowadays it's not it's not a killer anymore. I think it's totally dependent on how he does this year, but with what I saw in the spring game, I think he lights it up this year. Oh, yeah, he's got a pretty, I guess, prove-it start to the season. He's got TCU, Nebraska, I believe, and then USC, Oregon, I think. So he has some, like I said, prove-it games right off the bat to show us what he's got. Right. And he's going to show us, damn it. He will rise to the occasion, he's I gonna believe. Put, he's going to put people on notice, I, I feel like. Um, the only way I think he would stay and, you know, come out in the 25 class is if he has a similar year to, like, what Cam Ward had last year. Yeah. But I don't anticipate that being the case. No, I don't either. I think he's going to go out there and light it up. As shitty as people say Colorado is, I think he's going to put up pretty good numbers. Yeah, I'm right there with you. He's gonna he's gonna put up numbers both passing and running the ball. He's they're not gonna have a whole hell of a lot of options. And yeah, you're gonna have Travis Hunter and uh, I was trying to talk. They did uh, just pick up Alton McCaskill, transferring back yes. to Houston. So that will be I think a pretty big time pickup. I love Alton McCaskill, and he's coming off an ACL, so of course he's gonna. He was Start off a little bit slow. Four-star recruit, wasn't he? Yep. He was getting some buzz out of Houston until he tore his ACL. But I think he might be able to rekindle some of that under Coach Prime. But we'll take it over to my first buy. You mentioned him. Quinn Ewers. Bye, bye, bye. I'll say it now. I'll say it loud and clear. Quinn Ewers will be a top five pick in the NFL draft. When he comes out, whether it's this year or next year, he will be a top five pick. I will plant my flag on that. He's going to rise to the top. I think it'll be this upcoming year. Like you said, he's going to have a huge season, I believe, with all the weapons down there in Texas. He's progressing very well from the reports and the accounts we've heard from Coach Sark. He's finding his groove. He's getting the experience that he's needed. Knocked all that rust off from... Missing half his junior year, not playing his senior year, coming in a year early, not playing his freshman year, getting hurt last year. Last year. Yeah. He's finally found it, knocked off that rust. He's looking very good from everything I've seen. I, you know, he's going to be a top five pick next year, in my opinion. He's going to be my QB3. He could push Drake May for QB2. He was a perfectly rated recruit. Take that for what you will. <laughs> But there's a reason why he was so highly regarded, and I think he's going to show everyone that this year. I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you on Quinn Ewers. There's no sense in echoing what you say, but I 100% agree with you. I mean, he's – I said it earlier, I think he has a, a, a breakout year – well, a breakout year this year. Um, I don't think he has any other – or I don't think there's any other option for him not to. Like, I know we're both fans of Cedric Baxter Jr., and, you know, still kind of like Jadon Blue as well. But um, they don't have Bijan, so they're not going to be able to lean on. I don't feel like you're going to be able to lean on C.J. Baxter like you could Bijan. Right. It, anywhere close to what they could on Bijan. So for them to be competitive, Quinn's going to have to take those steps and be that guy. And he has the weapons. He has the tools around him to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he does. He looked great. In the spring game, I mean, it. I don't think there's any question. 
I, I like I like your take on top five though. I, I think it's entirely possible, and I think it's possible we overtake Drake May as QB two. Also, I'm not the biggest Drake May guy. I'm one of the biggest Quinn Ewers guys, but Drake May is a fantastic player in his own right. I just think Quinn has that his realistic shot to Quinn's ceiling is way higher. I agree than Drake May. Drake May is closer to his ceiling than Quinn right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. But Quinn's is higher. So we'll see what happens, but that's that's where I stayed with him. He thinks he's going to be my QB3, possibly QB2. I I think he could be in New York for the Heisman as well. If, if things if break he, right for him. Yeah. He's got NFL caliber talent all around. Baxter, <clears throat> albeit hasn't touched the field, the freshman. I think he's going to be enough for running back one day. Jatavian Sanders, people know how we feel about him. Mm-hmm. Xavier Worthy as well. John T. Cook. Donnie Mitchell, Mitchell coming in from Georgia. He's got talent all around him. He's not going to have any issue putting up monster numbers in the Big 12 of all conferences. Doesn't he have one of the wide receiver? Uh, yeah, Jordan Woodingham. Yes. Back for like his 12th I, year. I always forget his name. I, I For some reason, I always think Hazelwood, but that's Oklahoma. That was Oklahoma. Yeah, Jadon Hazelwood. Yeah. And then they also have another freshman coming in, similar to Jonte Cook, a speed receiver. Uh, Deontay Moore Jr. He's another, he's a four-star recruit. So plenty of talent for him to work with and lots of toys out there to play around with. Absolutely. 100% agree. Who are you looking at to purchase this offseason here in the month of May? My next buy? Your next buy. I'm going to go... I'm going to save the best for last. Uh, another guy that we've kind of uh, talked up here recently. I know when we did our uh, our Devi draft also recently, I feel like he went higher than what the market is on him, I feel like. But not high compared to what I have him at, like right around where I would have taken him. Uh, but Barry on Brown, he's... The, the leading the leading returning receiver for uh, uh, do we Kentucky. talk yeah, well Kentucky but the quarterback we talked about him earlier oh. uh, Leary Devin Leary yes, yes. Thank transfer you. yeah yeah um, love me some I love me some Barry on Brown man I've been we've been talking him up here a lot lately uh, six foot one 170 pounds I like to put on a little bit of weight but he's another one of them guys that's just absolutely electric with the ball in his hands and He's going to be a problem. Well, he will be. I love Barry Brown. He's ranked inside my top eight of Debbie wide receivers. I was a little bit upset I couldn't get him in that Debbie draft. Unfortunately, just didn't have. You think he went a little high compared to the community standard, the community value of him? He did. I would have yeah. happily spent a mid-second round pick on him. But unfortunately, I did not have one. He's also, not acquire one. He's also in my top. He is my wide receiver eight in Debbie. There you go. Perfectly ranked. Big time speed, game breaking ability can get you downfield, can make you miss. And like you said, he has been putting on some weight already, so I think that will continue to happen throughout the next two to three years of his career, at Kentucky. So I don't think that'll be an issue once he is ready to declare. I can't remember what I was looking at, but it made me laugh. No, it wasn't, it wasn't him. It must have been my next guy. I'd- I always, when, we, when I'm looking at my guys, I always go to 24-7 and, and look up their comparisons. 
Um, he he was projected in the second day two, you know, second third round, and his comparison was Deami Brown. Yeah, I see it kind of not. Deami Brown was also a lot smaller. The next one that I'm going to tell you with the next guy is, is even better. His comparison. You're, you're going to love it. I don't think I. You're going to love it in the fact that it's so wrong. <laughs> Who is it? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's your turn. Oh, okay, okay. I see how it is. Yeah, yeah. You've got two more. I've only got one. So you're going to have to go back to back. We're saving mine for last. Well, my other buy is a Texas running mate, Xavier Worthy. I think his value is only going to go up from here. The reports are he had a broken hand mid to the late last season. So hopefully that attributed to his drops. And that won't be such a big issue again this season. And again, another year with Quinn at the helm. Another offseason working out with him. I think their connection's going to get right like it was before. We know that Ewers has the big connection with Jatavion Sanders. But I think he's going to find that with Worthy as well. The passing, game, the passing game seemed like every game it started with Jatavion Sanders and that opened up shit for uh, Xavier Worthy. Um, but I feel like Xavier Worthy's going to take a huge step this year. We, we, you and I know that he's got a route tree and can do more than just the, the one-trick pony deep routes, but I feel like with bringing in A.D. Mitchell and uh, signing Jonte Cook, that having those opposite of him is going to open up the field even more for him, and we'll be able to hopefully see that route tree more. Absolutely, and looking at his stats, people were shitting on him. They did so horrible compared to his freshman year. He lit it up freshman year, though. He did. I mean, 62 receptions for 981 and 12 touchdowns. But last year, he had still had 60 receptions, only 760 yards and 9 touchdowns. Right. He just did not get the big plays that he did the year before. I only mean, two I mean, less receptions. He, had, he put up less stats, but he, it's not like he fell off. I mean, it, right. If he didn't have the drop problem, he would have blew away last year's numbers, his freshman year numbers. Right. But unfortunately, like I said, broken hand. Hopefully, hopefully, with that being resolved, we'll see the drops a lot less than what we did before. When we saw these two connect in the spring game in it. It was pretty. Looks like a dynamite connection to me. Yeah, I think between that and that high-powered offense, he's already my wide receiver three. He has been for quite some time. He unfortunately got bumped down by Emeka Ibuka. Emeka Ibuka, I think, kind of took us by surprise last year. He did. So, Absolutely. But I'm saying Xavier Worthy is my Debbie wide receiver three behind the obvious two Ohio State guys for the same reasons. Yeah, I just think now's the time to get him. I have him. I bought him last year on our one of our Debbie, Debbie leagues. Be doing the same again this year. But then I will go ahead and go with my third out of fourth by this week. Uh, Katron Allen on Penn State. I think he is single-handedly the most underrated and disrespected player in Debbie. He is not Nick Singleton, but I think as a pure running back, he is almost as good as Nick Singleton. He's on a similar level, just a different style of player. He's going to be very good for Penn State the next two years, taking away some work from Nick Singleton in the run game. Not so much the receiving game, but he's a big bruising back. He has an NFL future, I believe. 
I uh, just can't wait to see him run loose over the next one to two years. He's going to open things up for Singleton. Singleton's going to do it for him. And Drawler's going to have a lot of fun turning around here to the ball off. I think that we both got on the Catron Allen train last year when we saw him. I mean, obviously saw him in a game. I can't remember who it was against, but it was like, man, that kid's fucking good too. Like, mm-hmm. I know the, the hype around Nick Singleton had already taken off and he had kind of already boomed. Uh, but then you see Catron Allen go out there. I think he's the number 11. 13, I think. 13. Regardless, he went out there and it was like, like that, that? that kid's got it too. And I know, he me, was I know a we talked about it. recruit as yeah. well. Yeah, he so was, was no slouch. Right. He was uh, nationally like 179, 180. I, I always look at 24 7 sports. He was, yeah, he wasn't a slouch. It wasn't like he came out of nowhere. He was highly recruited also. Um, again, a little bit of a change of pace back, but he's five eleven, two hundred plus pounds. He's a he's a he's a bruiser, but he's got he's got a, a top gear too. I mean he he could be a very serviceable NFL running back. And the good thing about splitting time with guys like Nick Singleton is less or more tread on the tires, less wear. So Exactly. I think I got Katron Allen in our Devi. Do you? You son of a bitch. I thought I did. Time to buy him from you. I might not have, but I was thinking I did. Yeah, I'd love to have him on my Debbie Ross right now before he, he booms again. Yes. Or more. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather not to pay that tax. Right. But I'll go ahead and let you do your honors of your last one. Your wild and wacky person you're looking to fucking buy, and I'm just very excited to hear why. Very excited. Very excited. Very intrigued. Well, let me tell you. All right, so I'm going to lead it off with this. He is the returning leading receiver for the team for the previous year's Heisman Trophy winner, Mario Williams. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't laugh. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead with this. So I was talking about 24-7 sports and their pro comparisons and their draft oh. day predictions. So he's projected to go between the fourth and seventh round, which is day three. His pro comparison is Elijah Moore. That's interesting. I don't see it. I don't see it either. He is five nine, hundred and eighty pounds. Elijah's he's a small guy, but I don't see it I, I, play style no. wise. Um I lost train of thought. But anyways, Mario Williams, I feel like nah, I feel like he was statistically the wide receiver one last year over Jordan Addison. He's coming back. I know that they've got Zachariah Branch coming in. Um, I know I'm forgetting other ones. I'm getting tired. But regardless, I feel like he, he has a break, not a breakout year. He's already broken out. But I think he fuck, he booms this year. I think he explodes. He had 700 yards last year and nine touchdowns. I, I could see him easily eclipsing 1,200 yards this year. A dark horse Blitnikoff guy. I mean, as far as other receivers in the room, like you said, Zachary Branch, um, Kai Lemon, both highly regarded freshmen. Uh, Brendan Rice is coming back, a returner. Dorian Singer transferred in. So he probably does have the best rapport with Caleb Williams. Probably going to be the guy he's looking to most. It seemed like that's the way it was last year, even with. Jordan Addison on the team. Right, and that's why I say he was the wide receiver on last year because in every statistical category, he beat Jordan Addison, maybe outside of touchdowns. But receptions, yeah. average, 
yards. He was he was the go to receiver last year. Yeah, I can can kind of see where you're coming from. He's I, 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 say, guy. I say he's a buy because I'm sure you could get him for fucking nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he has upside. I'd like to see it in a non-Caleb Williams-led USC offense for him. I'm afraid that he's a product of that offense. And that is why he looks so good because of the scheme in Caleb Williams. I mean, it's entirely possible, but Jordan Addison looked worse than that same scheme compared to when he played at Pitt. Yeah. Can't argue with that one. But we'll, we'll see. I know Debbie community-wise, it seems like... Nobody wants Mario Williams. Nobody's talking about him. He's not even drafted in five-round uh, Debbie mocks I've been a part of and seen. So, we'll, we'll see. I guess I'm playing another flag here. There you go. Just the, Well, it won't be a hill. We'll call it an anthill. But I think I think Mario Williams, I, I got an itch about him. It's, I just got an itch. Hey. Sometimes you get it that itch off. Oh, you know how you were with Bo Nix. I mean, I'm not planting my flag as firmly with Mario Williams, but I'm here. Yes, you are, my friend. So. Welcome to the party. Right. But I'll go ahead and go on to my last one. Another running back. Bucky Urban from Oregon. Very, very fast runner. Electrifying. Can get it done on the ground and in the receiving game and in the return game if needed. He can make you miss out in space. He can run right past you. He's a pretty good route runner for a running back. Uh, I mean, last season in Oregon, he had over 1,000 yards rushing. And then he added another 300 on through the air. So he had a, almost 10 total touchdowns for the season. Transferred from uh, Minnesota. So I really like him. Decent size. He's not... The biggest guy in the world. 5'10", 200. Yeah, but again, that, he's like he thinks that 200-pound mark, I think. Yeah. That's what everyone's looking for. He's, well, he's 5'10", 195. He's, but he's, he's getting he's, there. He's close. Yeah. But he's like that typical size running back, you know. He, he's a good mix of, of speed and power, run you over. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, like, I like Bucky Irving. Yeah, I think he's going to have another... Big season, even bigger. Than I think he'll be season. bigger. I think he'll he'll probably he's going to eclipse a thousand yards rushing again. Um, I don't think it's not. I don't think he'll get fifteen or sixteen hundred, but I, you know, probably about twelve hundred. But I think he scores a lot more touchdowns. I think he'll get ten rushing touchdowns at least this year. Yeah, I could see that adding. He had three last year through the air, so I could see him adding, you know, three to five again through the air. But he's a very dynamic playmaker. And we all love dynamic playmakers, a la Jameer Gibbs, Duane Chain. So we'll see what shakes out with him in the coming years. Is Is that? Will he be a junior? He is a sophomore. Okay. No, he's a junior. He will be a junior, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because he played one year in Minnesota, transferred last year. Last year was Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll be a junior. Yep, so be on the lookout for him. He's going to rise. There's many, many other players we could have talked about. Trey Benson's going to rise. 
running back from Florida State. Devin Neal. Yeah, Devin Neal from Kansas. Since this is a buy episode, I'm buying all the 24 quarterbacks I possibly can at this point. Yeah, take it, Michael Penix. Yeah, take take a shot on any of them. Yep, QB one, QB two is all but locked up. QB three is wide open. QB four, five, six, seven, wide open. Right. Take take your shots on your JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Quinn Ewers, Shadur Sanders, that fucking Joe Milton, Spencer Rattler's got some buzz lately. DJU, DJU. KJ Jefferson. Take your shots on him. And maybe even Kyle McCord if you can get him for cheap enough. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. Devin Brown. I, I yeah, I'd hundred percent pay way more for Devin Brown than Kyle McCord, but regardless, I mean you, we put it on on record how we feel about QBs and mm-hmm. how how our strategy is with with Debbie quarterback, so I'll take up all the shares of all the Debbie QBs I can get. Oh, yeah, especially with this draft class, one and two is locked up. Everything else is as it's, wide open as it can be. It's an unknown. So if you take a shot on a couple of them, you might have a decent chance of hitting one that's going to be drafted QB three through five. You never know. That's, that's exactly why I said Shadur. But I, that's about all I have for this episode. Really no big transfer news here recently. Kind of a just quiet... Quite dead period right now. Yeah, we're we're at that time of year. There's you know, not a whole lot of buzz going around uh, outside of like coach speak and media reports and stuff. So it's nothing too exciting. No, nothing to nothing too substantial. Where any kind of all great information or seeing a whole lot right now. There's no practice or anything like that. Yeah, that that stuff all comes out in the fall. So I can't wait. I think next week we'll talk about some non-conference games we're looking forward to from a Debbie aspect. That way you get some good non-conference games to talk about. Good, I, good old fireworks. Oh, I sure fucking hope so. I'm about to ban saying that word on this, on this show because we say it and it doesn't happen. Yeah, from now on, every time we say it, we've got to bleep it out. Right. Did he just cuss? Uh, no, no, he just... Just said fireworks. fireworks. Just said shootout. Lots of points. That's all. Final score is three to zero. It should be. It's a very good matchups. I roughly looked over the schedules and found quite a few that I was like, oh, that'll be a fun one to watch. Hopefully. I guess I I have a question for you. Oh. I love these in-the-show random questions. How high are you on Malik Neighbors? Uh, Malik Neighbors. I'm a little bit lower than what I was because of his uh, situation. He was caught with a gun, something along those lines. field stuff, yeah. Yeah. But as far as on the field, he's the dog. Talent-wise, yeah. Let me pull it up. Because he went 105 in our... Debbie rookie draft. Yeah, he was, to me, an extreme reach at that point. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Right now, he's my wide receiver five. Tier three. Yep, same for me. Exact same spot. First, I love him. first wide receiver in tier three. 
loved him since his freshman year. Broke out a little bit. Broke out a little bit more last year. Outshine Boutte. Yes. Now this year is when he's really going to blossom. I think so. And he'll be a first, second round pick. He'll be a top four, five wide receiver taken. No worse, I would say. The only reason I asked about Malik Neighbors was it was him or Mario Williams. And I feel like the community is a little bit more behind Malik Neighbors right now. And I guess I wanted to be a little contrarian. Went with the Mario Williams. Um, what about Troy Franklin? Troy Franklin, wide receiver six. Right behind right him. Behind him. Yeah. I love them about same equally, but they're two completely different type of wide receivers. Right. I'm I'm same boat as you. They're back to back, right beside each other. Yeah, it's worried about where they belong for right now. Yep. But we're gonna go ahead and get out of here for this week. I should have said Keon Coleman. He was gonna be one of mine. I was very close to it. But he is going to Florida State. Going to hook up with George Travis. Yeah. No. Almost going to be a better situation for him. <clears throat> the only downside possibly is just the mouths to feed. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's a dog. He is. So we'll see what happens. But what do what'd you say? Three or four wide receivers over six three? At least three. Maybe four. They're over Six four or six I four. Think. And you know, they're all gonna be over two hundred pounds at that point. They're all big guys. Cam Coleman's like six three, six four, two forty, two thirty. So I would know he paddled the shit out of Michigan. All bunch of men. Yeah. He sure showed him who their daddy was, unfortunately, on that day. That's right. He's gonna have a pretty good finish to his career. I have a lot better quarterback though on doing that's for sure. Oh yeah. Jordan Travis quickly went from being a Heisman sleeper to a Heisman favorite. Pretty fucking quick. So I'm glad I got a little money down on him at the very beginning. Right, before all this happened. And yeah, luckily. Yeah, I got I got him and Joe Milton before all, you know, everything happened. I think Joe Milton's odds have actually gotten worse. That would be a good thing. I might have to put more money on him. I think I put five on him. But that was it. I don't have like multiple entries or tickets or anything. Yeah, I'd, same. I just put, you know, five bucks on several players. Just yeah. wait, just wait and see how it rides out. Hopefully pull one of you and you know, when you pick Joel and Bede for winning the MVP and turn a quick five bucks into a nice little payday, I wouldn't complain. Well, I wouldn't either. But that'll be it for this week. The Debbie Disher, the Gridiron Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Paul Edgington. You can find us all on Twitter. You can find the co-host, Derek, at D underscore Cook 93. That's K-O-C-H. You can find myself at Gump7285. You can find the podcast page on all social media, Gridiron underscore FS. If you could be so kind with a couple minutes of your time, just leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. We'd greatly appreciate it. Provide us some kind of feedback on Twitter. Whatever you'd like to do, we'd be very grateful to you. And hopefully you have a good holiday weekend. And we'll see you again next week. See you. Thanks for listening.